Hi, this is Nikita Koloff, the Russian Nightmare from the Man Up Podcast, where we explore men's and women's fascinating life stories that will challenge you to man up because it's time. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a moment. Sit back, enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. Welcome to Truth Talk Live. All right, let's talk. The truth is, I can hide it, I can hold it in the A daily program powered by the Truth Network. This is kind of a great thing, and I'll tell you why. Where pop culture, current events, and theology all come together. Speak your mind. And now, here's today's Truth Talk Live host. Stu Epperson here. I am on the floor. Look at this. I'm telling you what. Can everybody make a little bit of noise? Okay, look, they're all in cover. Okay, yes, make a little bit of noise. Come look, on. That's the Russian nightmare, Nikita Koloff. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he can make some. Hey, make some noise, guys. We're on national radio. All right. Truth Talk Live. We got Alan Jackson right here in the house, and he is a pastor from Tennessee, so he gets to sleep in his own bed. That's How about right. that? Yeah, God. And and the person that shares that bed with you is right there, your that's, sweet wife. That's even better. <laughs> Hallelujah. And Pastor Jackson, it's good to have you here with us on Truth Talk Live. We are at the NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. There's the Christian car guy. There's Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, the most hated man on planet Earth in 1985. He pinned Ric Flair, the Road Warriors. He double-sickled the Road Warriors. Unbelievable. 48-inch pythons. We got all these superstars. There's Grace Ann Jeremiah Baker, we're just walking up. The Jeremiah family is here. Dr. J is here. He's getting a big award. And we had a big breakfast this morning with Salem Media. And you spoke at that breakfast. I did. Alan Jackson. They put you on the spot. I'm telling you, Owen Strahan was the moderator. How about that? You were sitting up there with Jack Hibbs, big-time Calvary Chapel pastor, J.D. Greer, of a flame-throwing pastor from North Carolina, Durham and Raleigh, North Carolina, also on the Truth Network. And they hit you with some hard questions about the gospel. What was it like to be on that stage with those guys? I was in way over my head. <laughs> I don't know about but, that. But God helps us. <laughs> Amen. It was a fun breakfast. They honored my dad, Big Stu. That was kind of fun. Absolutely. There's a little award that they gave. We'll have to take a picture and send it to all our listeners. But we're in your hometown. I bet you like it when NRB, the Religious Broadcasters Convention, where all these, it's an aggregation of all these television, digital, social media, superstars come together, pastors, radio, don't forget it, radio. Absolutely. That old bastion of communicating the gospel. We're all here under one roof, and this is the crowdest it's been. Did you know that? In 20 years. Really? Yeah, the biggest crowd, the biggest attendance. The expos are wall-to-wall from here all the way to the end, all, all packed in to this massive Gaylord Opryland Hotel, and it's going crazy, Doc. Wow. And you're here. I am here. How fun is this, huh? It's a treat, especially <laughs> when it's in Nashville. Wow. Nashville, Tennessee, uh, you know, the, the hometown of music, this is a whole lot happening, a growing area. But tell us about your church and kind of what God is doing in your life and what the, the culture, I mean, there's a lot of heat right now on the pastors, on the churches to, to fall in line with a, the socialism of the day, to, 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 you know, jump on board with just kind of placating and dressing down the gospel and presenting a, a, a palatable Jesus and a palatable, oh, just kind of whatever, you know, just t- t- take him as you are, you know, try Jesus, try Crest, try Colgate. What say you, Doc? Yeah, well, I, I think we're trying to, to share a gospel that's down to two commandments and a 1% tithe. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think it's biblical. 
And I think the church is going to have to find its uh, courage again to engage culture. Our assignment is to be light and salt. And um, after COVID, there was so much disruption. And I think pastors struggled and churches struggled. And now there's so much cultural pressure. Mm. But the gospel is not complicated. It's an invitation to complete transformation. And that begins with repentance, that we have to change the direction of how we think and how we live. And without that message, we have no story. And, uh, but I have great hope. You know, the more we tell the truth, the more people gather. We've baptized more people. We have, our attendance is better than it's ever been. The opportunities for the gospel are better than they've ever been. And then we also see the apostasy in the church, stepping away from the authority of the scripture, stepping away from biblical principles like marriage between a man and a woman, trying to redefine human sexuality. You know, our, our physical sex is not confusing. My father was a veterinarian. So I've helped a lot of calves and foals and puppies and kittens and occasionally a gerbil be born. And the first question the farmer always asks is, what is it? And I've never heard a veterinarian look up and go, well, I'm not sure it's confusing because it isn't. And so what's happening to us is not about science and it is not about common sense or wisdom. There's something else in play. And I don't think we have to be angry or condemning, but we have to have the courage to lead truthfully through this season. It's the role of the church. And to expect a politician to fix our problems is just nonsense. To ask them to have more courage and we're willing to have at our kitchen table or our holiday table is simply not fair. But if we'll begin in those places, I believe we can change this generation with the power of the gospel. And just the, the, the simple, it sounds almost too simple, idea of preaching God's word. You know, Paul said in Philippians, or 2 Timothy, some of his last, some of his last words, 2 Timothy 4, I believe verse 2 or 3 in there, he said, preach the word. Yes. Hey, Pastor, how fundamental is that? If you truly preach God's word as God gave us his word, you're going to come out right on these things, aren't you? Yes, depending on how you define right. You're, you're, there will be opposition and be resistance. Jesus told us in the plainest of language, you'll be hated by all nations because of me. The time will come when they won't tolerate sound teaching. They'll arrest you. They imprison you. They'll even kill you. And he said, but, but don't be deterred by that. I think we have mistakenly thought that, that sharing the gospel should be easy. And it isn't. It isn't easy in Scripture. It isn't easy for our friends in the book of Acts. And it's not going to be easy for us in the 21st century. We've done easy. Now let's go do difficult. Wow. Yeah, and, and difficult is, uh, is an interesting word, maybe an understatement, when the government says, shut your church down, COVID. When now some states, as we mentioned yesterday on the show, are threatening to create a hate crimes uh, legislation if you mispronounce someone's pronouns. If I, if I call you a he and you're a she, or a them or an it or a they or whatever, if I say it wrong, I could be written up as for a hate crime. And so you're a pastor. I mean, you want to lead these people to Christ. You, you don't want to, you don't want, you're not going to look out and say, I want a transgender person to go to hell. Absolutely not. But at the same time, does that mean you change what the Bible says about gender and what the Bible says about marriage, Pastor? Especially when they're putting the heat on you. Hey, just dial that down. Just kind of skip over that passage of Scripture when you come to it. Yeah, well, we can't do that. We, you can't read Scripture selectively and imagine you can honor God. But you know, I think more fundamentally than that, it's none of the government's business to define pronouns. It's absolutely none of their business. It's none of their business what kind of appliances I put in my kitchen. It's none of their business whether I take a vaccine or I don't take a vaccine. It's none of their business whether the churches meet or they don't meet. Our Constitution says they shall make no law affecting the free exercise of our religion. I mean, we have tolerated the government wandering through things they have no business speaking into.
And we're going to have to have the courage to say no. We shouldn't be afraid of the government, and we are. And it's going to take the Christians and the body of Christ to stand up. And I, I don't know if we will or not. If we continue on this path, we will lose our freedoms and our liberties yeah. in very short order. And that's the music go. We're going to talk to him about his church. He has a national radio program. We're going to talk to him about that. And what does a church do in these crazy times? This is the Truth Network. See, we're about to go back. I think we're back on. Oh, we're back on. That's the noise. That's the music. It's so loud here. Sometimes the host doesn't hear the incoming music, but hey, I've got an incoming guest. This guy is on fire. He loves Jesus. He preaches the word. He is, uh, tell us the name of your church, Pastor Jackson, and tell us a little bit about your church. It's World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. Okay. We've been there for 40 years. We started with a handful of people, and we have just continued to serve the community, and God is blessed in many ways. Praise the Lord, and you have uh, a lot of neat things. We have a national radio. Tell us about the national radio show. I mean, hundreds of stations everywhere. We do. We do a national radio program. You can get all the information about both television and radio at alanjackson.com. It gives where you can watch and where you can listen. Okay, fantastic. And it's just the teaching of the Word, something that's so powerful and something that you get you, you get into a lot of nuances you know you get into a lot of there's a lot of confusion in the culture and, and you shouldn't be surprised by that because the the enemy feeds on and he breeds confusion Absolutely. with his deception but when it comes to the pulpit when it comes to the church when it comes to what you're doing as a pastor the word of god cuts through doesn't it and talk about the importance in the role of the church this is big in the last week, we did a show. It was hot. We basically said this. We set this scenario up. And the listeners that are with me listening right now know this. I'm Stu Evers, and this is Truth Talk Live. We're live in Nashville, Tennessee. That's why it's so loud. It's crazy here. It we is. have Alan Jackson in the hot seat with us, Pastor Jackson. And I just said this. You're a pastor. It's Sunday, 1865. On Tuesday is the vote, whether to vote out slavery or continue voting to support the owning of black people. The Democrat Party was pushing hard to stay pro-slavery. Almost 100% voted in favor of slavery. The Republicans were the anti-slavery crowd. Abraham Lincoln, Emancipation Proclamation, he was a strong Republican. And the, but, but you're a pastor. Do you get up and say, vote for this party? And do you speak to it? Or do you say, you know what? I'm not going to talk about that because I might have a woke member who's a big donor who's a, a slave owner. And I'm not gonna, I don't want to talk about this from the pulpit. What do you do, Pastor Alan Jackson? Well, you better tell the truth, but we don't have to go that far back in history. Tragically, the church was silent for much of the civil rights movement later on. Mm. We, were on the, we were at least silent if we weren't on the wrong side of that. We were silent during the sexual revolution. We just didn't say much while we took biblical values and mores that had defined our culture and threw them overboard. We've been silent while 60 million children have been sacrificed on the altar of convenience that we call abortion. We don't have to go very far back in history to find the church being silent when our voice was essential yeah. for the kingdom of God to be expressed. And so now what we hear, the common mantra is the church shouldn't be political. Well, I agree. We're not advocating for candidates or parties, but the church has an assignment to speak about our culture. 
That is what the Hebrew prophets did. They gave a God perspective on the culture all around them. It's what Jesus did. John the Baptist could have lived to have been an old man if he could have kept quiet about what the king was doing. And when the, they brought the report to Jesus, Jesus said of John, what did you go into the desert to see? A reed that was swayed by the wind? No. Jesus spoke in the most glowing terms of John. He didn't criticize him. He said there wasn't anybody born among women that was greater. Jesus spoke to the authorities of his day. And we have to have the courage to talk about the culture in which we live. It's cowardice to hide behind a Bible study and talk about first century culture and not talk about the influence of scripture in the 21st century. Yeah. Now we're trained to do that. I spent hours at the university level learning about first century culture so we can understand the context from which the New Testament emerged or the 10th century BCE and where the Hebrew Bible emerged from. But the, the most important portion to us is what is the implication of the scripture for the 21st century? And that is the assignment of the church. It is not being political. If we separate the, the moral conscience of the nation, the church, from the authority that rules over us, the authority will become increasingly authoritarian and dictatorial. And that's what we're watching. And it's because the church isn't speaking to it. So I believe we have a biblical assignment to do that. What if the government tells you, Pastor Alan Jackson, you cannot preach against abortion, you cannot preach against same-sex marriage, you have to marry a man and a man in your church, church, or you will be thrown in jail, or you will be you'll be written up for a hate crime because you won't perform a same-sex marriage. What do you do then? Do you fall in and, and obey the company line and, and obey the government? What do you do? I pray not. You know, but I think it's why it's so important now. Courage is like a muscle, and you have to exercise it to gain strength, and you have to exercise to the point of fatigue in order to gain any strength. And we've been dormant so long, we've lost our strength. So we've got to begin to use our voice at our kitchen table, at our holiday table, with our peer group. And then we'll be able to find it in some of these larger platforms. But no, we cannot submit to the secular authority. Daniel found himself in a lion's den because they told him not to pray. That's right. And he opened his windows and prayed anyway. Huh. So, I mean, we wow. don't have a choice on this. You know, Jesus, the devil offered him a bargain. If you'll just bow to me, you can have the authority over all these kingdoms. And Jesus refused the temptation. We have to refuse the temptation to be greater friends with the culture than we are friends with the right. king. So what do you say to pastors out there as the election's coming closer? They don't want to get up there and put a big, you know, uh, sign for a candidate, you know, right there in the pulpit, vote for this guy, you know, vote for this guy or don't even come in here, you know. But what do you say to a pastor about speaking out? Because there is, abortion is on the ballot. Freedom of speech is on the ballot. You know, these, I mean, there is, you know, there is a, uh, there is, uh, there are, you know, a couple parties. Of course, they're all vulgar, corrupt people, you know, unfortunately. I mean, there's some believers in, in, the, in the fray, but you're not voting for personality. You're voting for policy, I guess, right? What do you say to people, pastors? How do they, how do they adjudicate this from the pulpit? Yeah, it's not easy. Um, the, local, the local elections are the most difficult because those are about persons and personalities less than they're about parties. Yeah. On the national level, it's really not complicated. There's party platforms. The individuals that are elected to national offices have to do what the, the platform has committed them to do or they will lose their funding. Right. So we're not really voting for individuals. We're voting for those parties. We have one platform that says they're in favor of abortion all the way through a pregnancy. They've redefined marriage. 
They've redefined human sexuality. They, that's just a part of the platform. Right. So when you're voting, it's a mistake to think of it in terms of persons and personalities. People say, well, he's too snarky. I won't vote right. for him. Or he's so kind. I want to vote for him. It's irrelevant. Yeah. They're committed to do what the platform says. Yeah. And I think pastors have to have the wisdom to tell, explain that to the congregations. We have a binary choice. We have a choice between option A and option B. Mm. And if you choose not to vote, you're abdicating the arena. And, and you can't, we don't have that option. We have to use our freedom to, to try to extend the freedoms to another generation. Yeah. Wow. And so I believe the church has to be engaged. On the national level, it's really pretty simple. They write it all down. You can go to the pl party platforms and read yeah. it. And that's what happened. Uh, you know, this last election, 2020, everyone's like, well, I, I want to vote for the old guy who's for killing babies, but he's a sweet old guy with a nice smile. But I want to vote for him and not the mean guy who's for pro-life and all that. And all you're dishonest stuff. and you're a yeah. coward. Have the courage to tell the truth about what you're doing and why. Okay, Pastor Alan Jackson, give the website one more time, folks, to learn more here. You're teaching of the word. A lot of you you do a lot of pastors' events and I treats do. and AlanJackson.com. We're doing an event April 26th and 27th, Culture and Christianity. Wow. Okay, next time we have you on, we'll talk some more about your testimony. Thank you for standing up for Christ, brother. You're a blessing. I'm gonna fist pop you right here at NRV. Thanks, dude. This is the Truth Network. Oh, the public schools, the public school, teaching evolution, teaching all this sexual crazy stuff. And we can be upset about that. And maybe you are mom and dad. And maybe you should be. But what if there is a ministry that went to the public school, picked up your kids in a big bus, took them off-site, gave them a snack, and taught them the Word of God for an hour and then brought them back. Yep. Completely under the moniker and the legal jurisdiction of the United States government. And my buddy Joel Penton is doing that right now. Excuse me. Life Wise Academy. Now, Joel, I literally... You know, everyone talks about getting hit by a bus. I literally almost got, I almost hit a bus. Because I'm right. walking down this aisle at NRB, and I almost ran into this big red bus. And there's this big dude. He's a bus himself. Big dude. Hey, world champion, Ohio State Buckeye. He's got the ring. Hold that ring up. Unreal. There you have it. Dr. Carson, you see that. I mean, the next level, huh? I used to live in Columbus. I'm a Did Buckeye you? fan. All right. Yes, sir. O-H-I-O. Oh, there we go. I'm surrounded by Buckeye fans. Well, not going to talk about Big Blue. Not going to talk about any of that stuff. Good. No. We're going to lean right into this guy here and what he's done to propel what he learned in competitive athletics That's as right. a world champion yep. to leading people to Christ. Amen. To Amen. putting kids on a bus. Tell us about LifeWise Academy. Yes. I love it. Thank you for the opportunity. So LifeWise, we provide Bible education to public school students during school hours. I'm sure all of your listeners are well aware that decades ago, our nation systematically removed the Bible from yes. the public school day. What few people realize is that in 1952, around the time the Bible was being removed, a window of opportunity was open because the Supreme Court ruled that public school students can be released from public school during school hours to receive religious classes if three criteria are met. Number one, off school property. Number two, privately funded. Number three, they have parental permission. 
We started a program in 2019, just serving two schools. Our goal is to serve 25 schools by 2025. Wow. Here we are in 2024, and we're serving 340 schools across mm. 15 states. 30,000 students attend our Bible classes every week. This is phenomenal. Doc, I don't even know how to handle that. So how, how many kids attend every week? Your Bible classes? Every week, about 30,000 30, public school students, the vast majority of whom are not part of a church, have never heard these things yeah. before, and we're teaching them the Bible. That's amazing. I'm taking a selfie while I'm talking. Beautiful. This guy, I'm telling you right now, Dr. Carson, I mean, the Word of God is so powerful. Tell us a miracle story. What's God done? Give us a testimony. Oh, well, how much time do you have? Well, I mean, we get stories flooding in all the time about kids whose lives are changed. I mean, there's a uh, one of my favorites. Uh, there's a girl that came to LifeWise, fell in love with Jesus, realized, I need to get plugged into a church. Well, her family wouldn't take her to church, so she just walked every week by herself. She's a fourth grader to the nearest church <laughs> and asked the pastor if they would, uh, if he would baptize her. So that summer, she was baptized, and the whole LifeWise, the teachers, the program directors, they all came wearing their LifeWise oh, shirts wow. to see this little girl gets baptized. That type of story we're hearing regularly, including stories. I was at preaching at a church in Ohio. A woman comes up to me and says, I want to thank you. My whole family is here because of LifeWise, because my daughter started attending. She started asking us why we're not in church. So we said, well, let's go. Now our whole family's baptized. Our whole family's plugged in. That's what we're seeing. That is so cool. I mean, Dr. Carson. This is a light yeah. in the darkness. Yeah. And you have the ministry date, the word. You're trying to connect oh, yeah. the date of the day. Uh, Joel, off, off subject, but very much on topic. Yeah. Your birthday. June 26, 1983. June 26. That is 626. Oh, my. You know, it's, you know it's going to be well, Matthew. Matthew, because but Judges has got one, too. Well, I don't probably. And then the Psalms. Easy now. Did you have uh, any idea, Joel, that your birthday has a birthday verse? I this is date the, the word. This is the first I've heard this. Well, this could be a, this, we could incorporate this in the, yeah. into the LifeWise Academy curriculum. Every one of those kids. Because what it shows is every day is significant every human being. Yeah. Every birth to God is significant. Dr. Carson, have Matthew 6.26, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather to barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? <laughs> I should hear that verse every 626. day. Every well, day you're going to hear it on your birthday now. I sure am. You can't get away from it. Now you're sure looking am. at the birds and realizing God takes care of them. He's going to take care of me, and he's going to wow. take care of all those children you're working with. The number, the number of times I needed to believe that more fully as we've been serving this ministry thinking we're going to run out of money we're going to run out of this we're going to run out of that and realize no god's going to provide yeah so joel i got to hear about your story you, you know yeah. here you you know i mean i see the national championship ring glim glimmering in the light <laughs> we're at the national religious broadcasters convention this is a this is a the super bowl for for the faith like you know yes. all these people there's tv networks all over the place all kinds of gaffes gadgets all kinds of fun stuff we've got the truth network we've got 30 feet of Date the Word, and Dr. Alex McFarland is here. Our friends from Clearview today, the Muscadine friends are here. Nikita Koloff, the Russian Nightmare, is oh here. My, Vintastic, Mighty Muscadine, Truth Network. It's it's happening, my friends. And yet you're here with this big red bus. Yes. But let, let, like, did, the bus didn't just put itself there. Tell us how you got saved yes. and how you ended up playing football, winning the big natty. And ended up starting this thing to educate these public school kids. And well, if, if a break hits us, we'll jump on after. Go. Okay, just stop me when it's when I'm at my time. So I'm from a small town in northwest Ohio, Van Wert, Ohio. Very few people have been there. Very few people. That's up near Toledo. It. It, it, well, that's what people think. It's two hours from Toledo. I'll tell you what it's close to. 
It's close to nothing. It's close in, to in nothing. the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. So I grew up going to church every week, um, but I didn't get it. I, I yeah. called myself a Christian until mm. I was a freshman in high school and heard the gospel. Uh, I'd probably heard it a thousand times, but that was sure. the first wow. time it felt like I heard it. And, and it was clear who Jesus was, what he had done, dying for me and rising from the dead. And I was changed on the spot. I would later learn terms like being born again, sure. becoming a new creation. Sure. But I experienced him as reality. Mm. And I immediately understood the connection between hearing the gospel and being this new creation. And so evangelism became an immediate priority in my life. I started sharing the gospel with anybody who would listen. My pastor noticed this about me and uh, started putting me up in front of groups, had me start to fill Mm. in to preach for him uh, from time to time when I was in high school. And Mm. then that just continued in college. The Lord blessed me on the football field and gave me a platform through yes. Ohio State to share the gospel. With uh, what was your position? I played defensive tackle. How about that? So the meanest position on yes. the field. The quarterback's worst nightmare. That's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, mm. you know, I, and I just knew that the Lord had put me there and gave me a platform to share the gospel. Yeah. So I took every opportunity I could to share. And so then I spent 12 years after college because of that platform traveling and speaking, doing evangelism in schools, doing school assemblies, outreach events, and thought that I was going to do that forever. But then in 2018, I heard about this little thing of released time religious instruction, this little known Supreme Court ruling. And I said, this must be the single greatest missed opportunity of the American church to reach the next generation. We need to do something with it. So something snapped in your heart. For these kids. Yes. These public school kids. It's like he's got a Nehemiah moment. Yeah. Talk about that. Talk about the, that Something's that breaking your heart. Well, just, you hit the wall. Sure. Well, you know, I spent 12 years sharing the gospel with kids and th- through events. And I, I feel like the Lord really just made me, I don't, as an entrepreneur, you know, he made me as a guy that I, I've always just wanted to solve problems. I wanted to get things done. I started, you know, lawn care when I was a kid. And then I got into speaking, not because I wanted to be on stage, but because I thought that's a great way to reach a lot of people with the gospel. I'm just always trying to solve this problem. How do we get the gospel to everybody? And then I heard about this strategy of release time that we could take kids out of the school during the school day. And I immediately thought, this could spread nationwide. This could reach millions of kids. I need to get in on this. And, and now it's huge. And how many, tell us again, how many folks are doing it now? We are, we're serving 340 schools across wow. 15 states. We have 30,000 students enrolled, but we're already confirmed for next school year in over 400 schools. That'll continue to climb. And in some of the m- most challenging places, inner cities, suburbs, including Los Angeles, California, will be serving next how year. How are you funded? Do folks just donate? And yep, it's all private donations. It's it. all... It's all families, it's all churches, it's all businesses saying we, our kids, need the Bible. LifeWise Academy. What's the website? How can people support? Go to LifeWise.org. You can find any school district in the nation, see if there's a program, or you could even get involved. LifeWise.org. Click Find Your School. Wow. From a championship uh, ring-wearing football player with Ohio State Buckeyes to a champion for Christ. Champion for Christ, yes. I mean, that is the – that's right there. That is putting the – the, the leather, the shoe leather on the gospel and taking it. And who knows that the transformation, you're hearing testimonies all over the place, aren't you? Kids getting saved and 
Uh, and you got workers in the field that are doing this, right? Oh, Ch yeah. Churches are, are churches buying in? Oh, churches are buying in. People are being raised up. We now have a staff, of, believe it or not, because if you include local teachers and directors, over 1,000 people are on staff wow. serving in their local communities. And it's not without resistance. You know, the Freedom From Religion Foundation oh, has come sorry. after us. Yeah, I bet. You, as you can imagine. But perhaps that is why the Lord raised up a defensive tackle because I kind of like it. I kind of <laughs> <laughs> like the opposition. Don't tell him he can't do it. Don't tell him it's too tough. Uh, right? Bring on the double teams. Hallelujah. It's fun. So the bus picks him up, takes him off. So where do they take him? Like to a church or a meeting room? Yeah, or? something nearby. More than half of our programs are at local churches. Sometimes okay. it's a YMCA community center. Sometimes communities will buy a piece of property and build an educational facility. Whatever works. And they go in, they come out. Website one more time. Lifewise.org. Thanks for stopping by today. You made my day. This guy sure is has. I love Not it. just because he's a Buckeyes fan like you, Dr. Carson, but his lives are being changed by God's work. Lives are being changed. God bless you, Joel. Fish hey, God bless the you. Table Thank at you. NRB. Thank we'll you. be back after this break. Don't touch that dial. More stuff from Nashville, Tennessee. We are live, and it's going on. This is the Truth Network. We're alive. Man, this is a hoot. I keep bumping into people. A hoot and a half. I tell you, your first NRB, John. My What's it very like? first one. I could not have prepared for this if I had waited a million years. <laughs> I, I am overwhelmed in the best possible yeah. way. I could I could write a book called uh, Preparing John for <laughs> NRB. With Clearview today, an awesome Dr. Abaddon Shaw, a scholar, an author. He's your pastor. Yes, sir. Clearview Church, Henderson, North Carolina. He's bringing the word so faithful. And yes. You have a team here while he is in Egypt. Egypt. Yes, sir. Filming is just an international uh, Bible teacher. Yes. But God's working. At Clearview, tell everyone a little bit of your story and what, what God's doing. Absolutely. So I came to Clearview Church. Uh, the year was 20, 2013. That was the year. I came and uh, I met Dr. Abadan Shah. We met at a Denny's, and um, he kind of just took me in, took me under his wing. He hired me. I was uh, I had no college education, uh, still don't. Um, I'd only been leading worship with my friends for uh, maybe two or three years at the time, um, but he took me in and he just kind of started becoming my mentor, spiritual mentor, business mentor, uh, church mentor. Um, he pretty much showed me how to be a Christian. At the time, I had only been a Christian for a few years. So uh, he something. really took a chance on yeah. me, and it, mm. it made a profound impact. And now you're, you're part of the leadership team. Yes, worship. Sir. You're part of the, the broadcast, podcast team. You, you know, you guys are on all these truth network stations all over the country. You're here at NRB, and all the, it's neat to see the aha moments as you're handing your information to people. Yeah. You gave a card to my Uncle Ed earlier. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was media. fun. That was fun. He went right to, the, to that, and what a blessing. There's a fellow who's in our prayer session. Be still, right? She just spoke to that storm. We had an opening prayer session yesterday. Amen. You were there too, weren't you? I was. Unbelievable. This is so exciting, isn't it? Well, hey, get some goodies. We got the truth table here. We got the Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, pro wrestler. Uh, now he's the devil's worst nightmare. We got Dr. Carson, date the word. Unbelievable. 
But, John, you know, this is like drinking water from a fire hydrant. Oh, yeah. It's like I stuck my face right over Old Faithful, just like the guys are just. <laughs> yeah. A big fire hydrant. Oh, yeah. And you've been before, Dr. Carson. Yes. But even every time every you just come time. back and all these folks, like, who, who are these people? I had no idea that there's a, there's a ministry that drives a bus up to a public school, and yep. offloads a bunch of kids. They just left the English class, takes them to a church, teaches them the Bible for an hour, gives them a little snack, brings them back. <laughs> yeah. Fully legal. That's what that guy does right there. Yeah, life-wise. Unreal. And they have the ability to, to teach the Bible, meeting criteria, and here we are uh, dreaming. They thought they'd have 20 schools, 25 schools by 25, and they already got 350, hit it to 400. Unreal. Because there's a hunger for people to learn the Word of God. They know that everything else they've tried. That's right. They've it's exhausted not working. everything else. Yep. And you would think at, at your church, at Clearview Church, with all the intelligence in the triangle, you know, the research triangle, you guys are in Henderson, just right out, right on the, you know, that outside crust of that whole area. Yeah. You think that there'd be some philosophical or some, you know, whiz-bang, best-selling new age theory that you could just teach every week, but your Dr. Avanon Shaw is faithfully preaching God's word, and what, how is God blessed? So that's, I think, well, number one, God is blessed because there's a building going up right outside. We've built a new sanctuary, I think, faithfully almost every five years at Clearview Church, mm. uh, which it, right now in this economy does not happen. Right. So we're seeing God uh, work through that. It's kind of like just what you said. There's a hunger for God's word, and so I think people will put up with fluff only for so long. You know what I mean? If they're going to a church and they're not being spiritually fed, they won't put up with it for very long. They might be loyal to that church and they might stay, but there's there's a longing for something yeah. deeper. Well, it doesn't hurt that he has a wonderful voice, right, Dr. Carson? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he, and he, you know, he's one, one of the hosts on the show. Of course, Dr. Shaw is kind of the star. I mean, but yeah. you're kind of leading him along and guiding, and you're cutting up. Tell him about your partner in crime, too. Yeah, yeah. oh, so Ryan, yeah. <laughs> Ryan's right over there. He's, uh, he's working hard, faithfully, uh, promoting I the show. I couldn't pull you both away. So, you the, know, and if I had you both on right now, I don't know if I could take it. Oh, I, mean, no. I, might, you know, I might need to crush a, like an eight-hour power nap after Yo, Oh, yeah, we'd be snorting some mighty muscadine, some of, the, uh, some of that. So here's the thing. Dr. Shaw is a text critic. Most Christians don't want to engage. So the, the whole pitch of our show is we're engaging the heart and mind. And there's a lot of Christians who have no problem at all engaging their heart. I want to love Jesus. I want to, I want to feel Jesus. But it's like, do you want to know him? Do you want to mm. engage your mind and think about your faith? No, I don't want to do that. Well, how do you know that that Bible in your hand is the Word of God? Yep. Well, I just know it. I just trust it. Right, but don't you want to know? Don't you want to be able to know that you can look at Greek manuscripts? It's not that hard to learn Greek. Everybody thinks it's really, really difficult, and it's out of the, it's just, that's just for the scholars. Our goal is to bring that to you in a way that's real. Wow, and Dr. Carson, you have dedicated your life to studying God's Word, preaching God's Word. You preached at, at several schools this morning. Yep. Kids came to know Christ. Yep. They, they, their, their address changed as the Lord and the Holy Spirit used yep. the presentation of the gospel. Yeah. You hear this guy talk, it's music to yours, isn't it? Oh, it is. Listen, the gospel is the power unto God for salvation. And that's what we got to share with people. And we don't have a myth story. We have a true that's right. story. Wow. That's yeah. right. And, and we're supposed to be able to defend our faith, even to the point we're supposed to contend for our faith. So what you're doing is teaching people so that they, they're not telling people about Santa Claus. They're telling people about a Savior who gave his life for us because we're sinners who need a savior that's right well I'm, i would add to that you're teaching me because even last night we went out to dinner at the macaroni grill 
and you were telling me, Dr. Carson was telling me about his Date the Word app, which is literally just exactly what it says. It's every single day there's a scripture that goes along with that date. I said, man, we're already doing a word of the day, on a verse of the day on Clearview today. Can we just use your app? Can we just say, hey, listen, today's verse of the day is coming to us from Galatians 2.20. Shout out to Dr. Yep. Carson, Date the Word app. This is a great app. I mean, I'm learning. But there's yeah. something powerful about collaboration. Oh, yes. yes. There's something powerful about I'm going to do more of this on my sh on this show, and our listeners are just amazing, we, and they're great when they call in. We're not taking a lot of calls this week because we're talking to you guys. Yeah. Right, right. We're, we're, we're here at the National Religious Broadcasters. I'm Stu Everson. This is True Talk Live. Yeah. My wife and I watched this documentary, uh, We Are the World. Yeah. And all these artists got together, mm -hmm. all the big, the, the veritable who's who. Yeah. They got together. Bruce Springsteen. You know, they all got in one room. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To, to solve world hunger. Mm -hmm. Ethiopia was in a major crisis, you know, and all that. Mm. I'm sitting here thinking, this is like a little bit like that, a collaboration yeah. of all these yeah. believers from all over. I yeah. mean, I just heard it happen right here. Yeah. You're, you're not connected to his ministry. No. Right? You're not, you know, you're not a major donor of their ministry. Nope. But they're like, well, you have something. But all of a sudden. We don't care who gets the credit. We just want the word of God to go out. That's right. Yeah. That's and so right. at the end yeah. of the day, and the Truth Network is, you know, it's not the Stu Network. Right. You know, it's not yeah. some one, you know, it's not a church, you know, uh, connected or affiliated with one denomination, but it's the truth of God's word. Yeah. That's right. Connecting Jesus to others, and we'll do whatever it takes. Amen. There's only one hit. That's Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's right. And now, we're it, we're going to decrease. He's going to increase. That's but, right. But yeah. how how encouraging is it? Yeah, and we'll get the key in real quick for this last yeah. segment. We need to key on real quick. Yeah. But how encouraging is it, John? You're around pro wrestlers. You're around this Ohio State guy. You're around Dr. Dwayne Carson. Uh, DateTheWord.com. Right. Yes. Sign up for the newsletter. Download the app. You'll find a date for every day. We have literally two minutes left in the program, but we have Nikita Koloff. It only would take him about two minutes to pin. <laughs> he, we could do a battle royal in here. Yeah, 11 no. seconds. He jumped nope. at me when he sat down. He did, he did that right there. Uh, like, 11 seconds. Hey. It's nice of you to give me two minutes, too. I'm, I feel, I feel well, honored. I am blessed. When Nikita's in the booth, you know, we're a little safer. You know, we're, we're, yeah. We feel a little less threatened. I kind of wish somebody would come up and start yeah. something. Hey, come on. We got. We just get behind him. Yeah, that's right. He's the, hey. he's the Russian shield. I got metal chairs. I'm in good shape. <laughs> there you go. Come on, brother. The foreign object. I got the foreign oh, object. So, I'm wow. good to go. I'm good <laughs> to go. Well, so, but Nikita, we we're just talking about how the gospel and the mission of Christ in the world is so much bigger than any of us. Way bigger. And how, yeah. how are we collaborating to, I mean, Pro wrestling, what does that have to do with anything? Well, hey, if someone who couldn't give a flip about God or yep. church yep. turns on the Truth Network and hears Nikita Koloff, they're hooked because yep. they were just avid fans of yours. Yep. And, and, and in fact, when, when you first brought the idea to me, Stu, to, to launch a radio show and a podcast and, and all of that, you know, there was, I was just sharing with someone earlier, there was a, a built-in audience there. So I already had, you know, whatever, 20, 30, 40,000 social media fans, quote fans, follow me already. So when I announce I'm doing a radio show and a podcast, you know, then we bring a whole different broader audience over to the Truth Network that may not have ever known about or been interested in Truth yeah. Network, right? Yeah. And uh, But it's networking. It's look networking. At those two, look at those two uh, rough houses. No, that's my yeah, nephew, Watson. Be careful, Nikki. I think they're going to start something. My nephew dude. Wilson. I've got the chair. He's going to throw them right through. He's going to throw these two right through that booth right there, making God's love visible. We're going to make it visible with these two guys going right through. Hip toss. Hip hey, toss. You know how to do hey, a hip toss? You, you I'll, can, I'll hey, teach you. You can double sickle them just like you did Animal and Hawk. Remember Starcade 87? You know, yes. I'm telling you. They Lex just, Luger? 
Yes, they Dusty just stand Rhodes. there. Boom, we can do it. We can do it. But but so. you know, but it's so encouraging, John. You know, you're you're in local church ministry. Yes, sir. But now your church Clearview has really expanded. Yes. Syndicated all over the country. Yes. Teaching the Word of God, Dr. Avinash Shaw. You do a format that's very interactional. Some teaching, but a lot of good conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, what is about? What is it? What do you say to your professor when he throws the Bible on the ground and says, "Hey, this is trash." How do you respond? Right. You know, you're equipping people. You yeah, know? Well, that's the whole goal because there's a movement to get the Bible out of out of America. Um, and so, as you know, Dr. Shah says all the time on the show, you know, coming from a third world country, I can tell you right here and now, America is the greatest thing that has ever happened to this world and to a lot of us. Um, so, you know, God still has his hand on us as a people, uh, especially here in the South. We don't sometimes see the need. You know what I mean? Because there's a church on every single corner. But coming from that corner of the world, Dr. Shah's message is pretty simple. It's that the whole world needs Christ. Amen. And he's, you all are really trying to be a resource to other pastors. Yes, absolutely. Your books and your ministry. Give the website so folks can learn more. And especially Truth Network listeners can hear you every day. Yes, absolutely. On their, on their different stations. So, that's, uh, so we have a couple. Dr. Shah's website is abadanshah.com. You can listen to our radio show at clearviewtodayshow.com or at truthnetwork.com. Um, and then our church is just clearviewbc.org. Okay. Russian Nightmare, Nikita Koloff. Shatoita. Give us the website for your ministry. Just one-stop shop, koloff.net, K-O-L-O-F-F, koloff.net. Connect with your social media, the podcast, everything and anything I'm doing right there. Get him to your church. Let's get him to Clearview Church. Amen. Let's do it, my friend. I don't know. Too many men might get saved. Revival (laughs) might break out. We better not. Just right in the pews. We know that the wrestling, the match, the canvas, the turnstiles. God bless you. We're back live again tomorrow. Don't touch that dial. Be here with us. Another program powered by the Truth Network.